At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Redestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com. That's the way tire buying should be. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you start at ExpressPros.com. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Live from the City of Angels, where um, Magic Johnson may have got his hat and some trouble. Oh, Magic Johnson. We'll get to that in one second. My man Petros Papadakis, who's uh, he ho- co-host the number one afternoon show in the City of Angels. We'll talk to him about magic. Um, we may talk a little Doyers with him. Clayton Kershaw threw off the mound today. Uh, but we got a lot. Jared Goff statistically was really good. 
Uh, but is he actually going to be really good? A happy eclipse day to you. Did you step outside and watch the eclipse? Uh, I'm waiting for the president to take uh, take full credit for the eclipse. Did not happen during the pre- previous administration. He is technically correct. It happened bigly. It did happen bigly. Ramos, did you see the eclipse? I went outside, yes, to see a little bit of the partial eclipse here in uh, L.A. And uh, got a little dim outside. A little uh, dim. Yeah, it looked uh, it looked like a crescent moon, only the crescent moon was actually the sun because the moon was blocking it off. I tweeted out, Lord, just give us a give us a sign that we are running that we are uh, running a miss, right? Just give us a sign, like <laughs> block out the sun or something. No, no. Uh, all right, so look, we got college football this weekend. Did you know that? Stanford is playing against Rice down in uh, Australia this weekend. So we are. It is game week, kids. Welcome in. Plus, we got Mayweather versus McGregor. We'll be headed to. Sin City on Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We'll be joining you live from Las Vegas. Anquan Bolden, the Quan, called it a career. He will join us in an hour and a half. We'll ask him, like, all right, dude, why are you, why are you, is it, is it the bills that cause you to quit? Like, are the bills so bad? You're like, you know what? This is truly the end of the road. He walked out there. He's like, I can't do it. Can't do it. Can't work for the bills. We kid, of course. And I will tell you in mere moments why Roger Goodell is getting a contract extension, even though many people in uh, my industry think he should be fired. That's because they're in the wrong industry. But but this Magic Johnson story is, there's parallels to it in your life. There's parallels to it in collegiate sports. And there's obviously parallels to it in professional sports. Like, there are certain things. Do you know this, that in Japan... It is part of the culture of Japan to have a mole, to have a spy embedded deep in your rival's company. Did you know that? That's like part of their culture. That is, that's accepted part of their culture. And so oftentimes what you see with Japanese car manufacturers is the cars, when they have a, a completely new body style, looks a lot like one another. And it's not one of these like, well, like minds think alike. No, it's more they all have spies, and somebody comes up with a good idea. They take it back to their company who's got a good idea, and they just add to it. And like, all these cars kind of look the same at the same time. Um, but there's a difference between breaking rules and cheating. And I think the, the best parallel to this is collegiate sports. Nick Saban breaks rules all the time in recruiting. There are secondary rules violations. Times when you're not supposed to be able to talk to kids, when you're just the oldest, supposed to go and evaluate them, that Nick Saban and his staff have, uh, I've been told by multiple assistant coaches from multiple schools, hey, they'll just grab a kid, sit down with him in a private room, and have a discussion with him after a practice they saw to which they're only supposed to evaluate and not supposed to make contact with. Now, that is breaking NCAA rules, but that is not... But I think anybody's estimation, cheating. Cheating is buying kids, changing their grades, covering up some sort of past or uh, present future criminal activity in order to keep them eligible. Those things are cheating, and those, they're not frowned upon, they're not allowed, and if you're found to have done them, you will, you will face the wrath of the NCA, and you'll be turned in by other universities. Whereas the rule-breaking, then nobody likes it, 
but nobody thinks that the rules are great. Nobody think it's, thinks it's that, that, that huge a deal that's much of a game changer. That's the case with the NBA. Look, the NBA can't control whether or not your players are recruiting Paul George. The NBA can't control uh, what goes on on television shows in regards to being broadcast from L.A. and selling Los Angeles, selling the Lakers, selling the lore, the history, the salary cap open. But what the Lakers are being alleged to have done is not breaking the rules. They're being alleged to have cheated. To have cheated. Hey, dude, you can't openly opine for Paul George to be on your team. This is the reason, by the way, that college colleges, when you transfer, unless you're a grad transfer, you have to sit for a year. You're like, why? why do they have to sit for a year? Because otherwise you would have mass tampering. You In the handshake line, you'd be like, you should play for us next year. Or even what Magic Johnson did on, was on Jimmy Kimmel, where you wink, wink, nudge, nudge, right? Like, you have to be more clever about it than Magic. If you're on vacation and you run into Paul George, are you not allowed to speak to him? No, we're going to say hi because we know each other. I you see. just can't say, hey, I want you to come to the Lakers, even though I'm going to be wink, winking like. <laughs> you know what that means, right? <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Like, yeah, dude, we know what you mean, but you can't say you know what I mean. You know what I mean? Like, magic strikes me as, who is the guy... Uh, Ramos, you're the movie guy. Ramos, you're as much of a movie guy as I am. By the way, I'm catching up, uh, catching up to speed on the Americans. That that's that's currently what I'm binging on. I know what you've been binging on, but do you do you remember the the scene from Goodfellas, Ramos, where great movie, Goodfellas, right? Great movie, great movie. Do you remember after the Lufthansa uh, heist and he, you know, he told uh, De Niro's character told everybody not to buy anything. I do, yes. All right. Do you remember who was the guy who bought something, bought his wife a Cadillac? And, he, and De Niro's like, hey, I told you not to buy anything. It was the guy with the frizzy, kind of frizzy hair, right? He had like the black kind of frizzy hair looking. I don't know his name, but I know who you're talking about. I remember him telling him when he did buy it, and he says, ah, just a- No, take it back. Yeah. Take it back. Take it back, right? That's what Magic Johnson reminds me of. Like, hey, look. We're all, we have a president who used to be an agent who has all these guys that, that, that he is currently recruiting without recruiting. We have two open salary cap spots. We, we think we're going to get LeBron James. We're in Los Angeles. We think we're going to get the number one or number two overall pick. We like, you just can't go on national TV and be like, you know what I'm saying? Yes, we do all know what you're saying. So too does a commissioner. It looks bad. It draws attention to it. Take it back. Take it back. Don't buy anything. What did I tell you? What's the matter with you? What's the matter with you, Magic? Did I tell you not to say anything? Don't say anything about Paul George. Didn't I tell you not to say anything? Don't say anything at all. He could have gone full Robert De Niro to Jimmy Kimmel. Instead, he's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He became, he became the guy who bought the car. And had to take it back. Now, look, cheating is 
in this particular case, is really, really hard to prove. Okay? Really hard to prove. But it, it's, it's more, this, here's what the Pacers are saying. We're pissed. Right? You undermine the credibility of our organization. We had a player who was under contract for a year and a half. And all of a sudden, he's like, I want to go to L.A., like out of nowhere. Like, that's just not the way it happens. That's just not the way it works. And so now the Oklahoma City Thunder become the rebound team for Paul George, right? Because you don't want to go straight out of one relationship to the other relationship because then, you know, there has to be a rebound relationship. That's what it is for Paul George. And to add insult to injury, the Thunder are now probably not going to get Paul George either. Have you noticed that Russell Westbrook hasn't signed his contract extension would be the biggest contract extension in the history of the NBA. Five years, $217 million. And he has till October, but it's he has the fa- paper. All he has to do is sign it. He has not signed it. There's a chance they lose them both to the Lakers if, uh, if LeBron doesn't go. They're both from L.A. And they'll have a year of playing together, establishing chemistry. Or one could go to the Clippers, one could go to the Lakers. Or they could both go to the Clippers. Or they could both go to the Lakers. The bigger problem is magic. Don't say anything. What are you doing? There's a difference between breaking the rules and cheating. The Lakers are alleged to have cheated, not broken the rules. And the only way you know that they have cheated is that they got turned in by another team. The same thing is true, as I told you, with Nick Saban. The reason he hasn't been turned in by another team is... All I've really done is broken the rules, right? Everybody thinks the rules are kind of stupid. But the second you go into your pocket, like Mississippi State turning in Mississippi, it, it gets now it gets serious. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Oftentimes, we make the mistake as media people, of thinking we understand Roger Goodell's job. And fans make this mistake all the time. They let their emotions and how they feel about something Roger Goodell said or did affect your thoughts on his level of competency. Roger Goodell is close to signing an extension, which is going to take him through 2024. In other words, he ain't going anywhere. Now, the timing of such an announcement probably has to do with two things. One, his contracts, um, uh, he's gotten new deals done, created new revenue, and they want to reward that. But two, maybe most importantly, did you notice that last week, the head of the NBA, excuse me, NFL Players Association said, hey, there's going to be some sort of work stoppage in 2021. Nana, nana, boo, boo. It's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, Raj is getting a contract extension through 2024. That's the NFL owner saying, really? We, we're okay with what's going on there. You might have a problem with it. We're okay with it. Now, to anyone who says, well, Roger Goodell has to give up the power of being judge, jury, executioner of the NFL's um, personal conduct policy. One, every commissioner has had that power since 1968, so it won't be given up that easily. And two, I'm sure the NFL Players Association can have it. You can have it. 
We can do a committee. We can do whatever you want. But guess what? It's called a negotiation. You understand what I'm saying? Let me spell it out for you. Roger Goodell right now has the power to enforce rules because he said so. And when you when you file an appeal, he ultimately rules on the appeal. Well, that kind of sounds like a rigged system. Yes, it is. And you want to change it? You can. I will change it during our next collective bargaining agreement. Negotiations. But I don't just give up something that I already have without some some form of negotiation. And the reason that the NFL players aren't going to hold out or lock out, or even if they do, they won't win, is because they need the money. And the guys that are in the league now, with the exception of the quarterbacks and a couple of wide receivers or skill position players, there'll be a whole new list of ones. A pro career is too short to hold out for six months for benefits that benefit people who are going to play in the next 10 years, not you. So I look at it and I'm like, this is the NFL owners going, oh yeah, DeMora Smith, you think that you have one up on negotiation? You think people are going to run Roger Goodell? We're just fine with Roger Goodell. And if he wants to negotiate, if we want to, we want to negotiate his power and change that, that's fine. But you're going to give us back some benefit that we're giving the players. Which only tells me Roger Goodell is not giving up any of this power anytime soon. Not because the players don't want him to change, but because in their list of priorities, that's not priority one, two, three, four, five. And the reason that you don't understand that you being Joe Public is because it's not your business. It's not your field. You don't, you, you know, like players want more guaranteed money, more during career, post-career benefits. That's their focus. They want more roster spots for more jobs. Like every election is only about one thing. Jobs, 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 job security. And what happens is no different than our election. Right. Can you create the type of perception that what you do is good for creating jobs? And when you lose your job or you retire from your job, you're going to have some post-career benefits. That's no different than the NFL. That's what players are concerned about. Nothing else. What they will get, I can tell you right now. Yeah, you can clip this, and hopefully I'm still working for Fox Sports Radio in four years. The NFL Players Association is going to want more roster spots. The NFL will want more games. The NFL Players Association will want more roster spots and more guaranteed years on contracts, a higher percentage of guaranteed money. That's what the fight will be over, not Roger Goodell. And the reason that people don't understand that is because they get caught up in the noise and the nonsense of people who don't understand how good Goodell has been. Oh, he settled this this player concussion lawsuit. He did. That was from a previous regime. And he couldn't admit that what they did was wrong. He can't throw throw Paul Tagliabue and previous guys under the bus. That's no different than Roy Williams at North Carolina. Right? Roy Williams at North Carolina didn't institute any policy of having guys taking sham classes. None of it. But he inherited it. And so he had to slowly dial it back. And when he was like, this is bad, we got guys getting straight A's in African-American studies. I got like nine players in African-American studies. That just that didn't look right to the outside. Doesn't pass the smell test. He'd, let's just get him out of that thing. Let's get him. Let's, we got to get him in different majors. We got to figure that thing out. And when asked about it now, he, he, he sidesteps it. Why? Because he's not going to throw Dean Smith under the bus. Right? He's a mentor, he's a legend, and 
Uh, And he probably guesses or maybe even knows that when Dean Smith first allowed players to get into the African-American studies major, he didn't know they were sham classes. It's the same thing with Roger Goodell. When Goodell takes over for Tagliabue, I'm sure when Tagliabue was first in denial of CTE or brain damage from football, the first part of denying it was like there wasn't the scientific data to point out that it did exist. But you can't say we were wrong. Football causes brain damage because nobody would play. Secondly, you'd open yourself up to litigation far worse than you already have. And third, you're throwing your predecessor and your mentors under the bus. That ain't happening. And yeah, he looks bad with the Ray Rice thing. But again, the context of it was no one had ever taken the Ray Rice thing or the domestic violence seriously. That was the the two-game suspension was the longest suspension at the in the history of the NFL. It wasn't long enough, but that's because video had never come out previously, and that's because we as a country hadn't had morals about our our pro athletes laying hands on women. That's more of an us problem. Let, Let me go through. Roger Goodell has not only dealt with a bad hand, right? That's the concussion lawsuit. But he's also expanded to Los Angeles with not one but two teams. And the reason that's important is not just for league revenues and they're going to get a new stadium, which is going to help their league revenues. And it's going to be the site for they're having somebody else. They're having the Rams build them new studios for the NFL network. I guess genius. All right. You're going to move. You're going to pay us 600, 700 million dollars a piece. And you're going to build us new headquarters for our own network. Like what a great deal. And the owners all get that money. And then the Raiders want to move? Cool. Guess what's going to cost you? $750 million. I don't care. You come up with it. All that money. That's over $2 billion of revenue without adding a team to the league. They move, moved them from bad markets. Uh, markets. Okay, San Diego is a great place to live. They had a great fan base. But it's minuscule in comparison to the upside potential of Los Angeles. Same thing with St. Louis. Same thing with Oakland as opposed to an untapped gem, which is uh, Las Vegas. $2 billion. And then he creates revenue with the Thursday night deal. And he not only keeps the NFL network afloat, the NFL network's reason for existence is the Thursday night package. Not only does he get them NF, not does he get them Thursday night package for his first it was CBS. Remember, CBS and the NFL Network both broadcast it. That's the whole reason that network exists, which is owned by the league, which means it's owned by the owners. So all that revenue is all split up. Then they then they're like, all right, new Thursday night package. CBS and NBC, you guys have to split it. Didn't add a game to the schedule. Added additional revenue. Like, dude, business is really, really, really good. And they've done so while expanding overseas. They've done so while finding new ways to create new revenue. When everybody else is topped out, hey, man, you can't get any more blood out of that. You can't get any more blood out of that rock. He's found a way. And the only reason that you don't believe this or you don't know this is because you simply don't know their business. I don't understand how they make any money. I don't understand how they, how they, you sit down, 
and you start to think about each individual deal that has been done in the past five years alone, you understand he's not doing a decent job. He's not doing a good job. He's doing a phenomenal job. And if along the way he has to take the bullet for suspending Ezekiel Elliott too long or suspending Tom Brady too long, fine. But anybody who thought that would cause the owners to run him out, I give you a contract extension sitting on his desk. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. So last week, Michael Bennett said, hey, you know, the, the protests will change and get more relevant in the NFL when a white player joins them. And, of course, uh, end of last week, Chris Long put his arm around shoulder of Malcolm Jenkins while Jenkins held a fist in the air. Then Seahawks center Justin Britt put a hand on Michael Bennett's shoulder as he sat for the national anthem. Raiders quarterback Derek Carr and Khalil Mack stood with arms around each other in display of unity. Carr, by the way, said that he was not protesting anything with that action. We wanted to show all kids that look up to me, look up to him, white kids, blue kids, brown kids. Blue kids out there? Uh, blue, green, doesn't matter. We can all be living, uh, loving to each other, and that's what me and Khalil are. We're, we're best friends, and we love one another. The only reason we did so is to unify people. Unify people look up because, obviously, we see what's going on in the world, and obviously everyone pays attention to the national anthem nowadays, so we thought the best way to do it while still honoring our country, because I love this country more than anything, we're free to live here and play this game. We're also free to show each other we love one another, and I think that's the message. Max said he wanted to use the platform to get off his, out his message. His message is essentially the same. Uh, Britt, that's Justin Britt, put his arm on Michael Bennett's shoulder. I want to support him. I want to support what he stands for and his beliefs. I'm not foolish. I'm from Missouri. I get that there are things in that area. In some areas, I'm I'm not against what the flag means. And veterans, my dad is in the Army, so I'm putting I'm, I'm not putting any disrespect to them. I'm just trying to understand issues, trying to educate myself more in regard to showing support. Um, I saw a different protest, and I thought it was actually perfect. I thought it was perfect. Here, here's what happened. There was like, was there even a hundred Nazi white supremacist protesters in Boston? Did you guys see that? They were like gathered around a gazebo. Now, again, for for full disclosure, okay. Do, do I have to say that I'm anti-Nazi, anti-white supremacist? Or is like like that, if I don't say it, is that like, oh, somehow you're like, uh, trust me, um, I'm Jewish. I, I don't think I would ever consider myself a Nazi sympathizer or a white, you know, like, it's gross. But also, full disclosure, like, look, I, they, these protests have been going on before. Right? It was the clash and the statues and the violence and the car killing a lady and two other cops, that's what obviously made, sh- and, and the reaction to it from the president, that's what made this story just terrible, but one to which instead of just being some you know, white supremacist, like if we don't show up with cameras and we don't broadcast, does it, does it matter? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But here's why the Boston thing this weekend was perfect. Apparently there were 40,000 anti-protesters, right? So... What's the ratio of 40,000 to 100? Is that 400 to 1? Is that about right? I think that's what it is. Right, because he 
right? 400 to 1. I kind of think that's where we are with, like, racists. I, I just I just do. Like, I know that it's really easy to say anybody who voted for Donald Trump is a racist. I I, I don't think that ever. I, don't, I honestly don't think that's fair. I don't think that's even close to being fair. Everyone who voted for Donald Trump is not a sexist either. Okay, just because of the video, um, the video which was which was disgraceful. People have their reasons why they choose to vote, and they're allowed. I mean, part of the, our country, you're allowed to vote whoever you want to vote for, and a lot of it was about not trusting Hillary Clinton. Let's just be honest; it, there was not a ton of trust built up, uh, even in her own constituency. If the same people that showed up and voted for Barack Obama voted for her, she won one, and this wouldn't have happened. But, like, complete and total racists are pretty much outnumbered 400 to 1 in Boston over the weekend, and that's kind of the reality of it. So I'm not saying that the protest, I'm anti-police brutality, but did I have to say that? I'm also anti-people who shoot police because they don't trust police. They just, you know, there's people who, one of the things that happens is cop walks up in a car, he's scared because he doesn't know what that guy has in his car. And I also think that the ratio of cops that do unreasonable things to human beings, I don't think they're on number 401, but I actually think there's way more good cops than there are bad cops. You saw that Colin Kaepernick was joined by police officers that, that joined him, supported him in, in protest. So I don't know. There just doesn't seem to, like, what is the measurement for change happening in our country? We're all aware that racism still exists, probably to a higher level than I thought possible. I, I thought racism was dying off like people who say Washington. You know anybody says Washington anymore? Remember when we were kids, people were like, wash your clothes. I'm going up to Washington. You're like, who says that? People don't say it anymore. I, I kind of thought that's like racist. Like there used to be a lot of racist and slowly generationally people were like, well, that sucks because I actually have lots of friends that have different skin colors than me, right? Like, even the idea, like, remember the dumb things you learned when you were a kid about stereotypes people? Oh, just, I don't know. I maybe, maybe it's growing up in Southern California, which is a multinational kind of community right, where I, you see people, and honestly, some of the best-looking people you see are people of mixed race. Like, man, their skin color is awesome, right? They have all, the, like, the best features of both races. You're like, ah, that's kind of not, like, right? Like, so you see, like, the blending of, I actually see that as an awesome thing. But I think it exists to a higher level than I thought, but I think it's at a, it's still a much smaller percentage than we're made to believe because of social media, because we're giving a voice to people like Nazis, white supremacists, who don't deserve a voice because that's what we do now. Everybody can become famous in their own kind of... Like, David Duke's been around for like 30 years. Like, I'm old enough now to be like, wait, David Duke's still alive? He's still around? Like, why do we care? He's He's been around doing his stuff for like 20, 25 years. Why are we getting... I, I don't know why we're getting so worked up over a dying breed of people. And by breed, I mean racist. Like, blatant... Outward race, like I, so I like that 
I like that Britt smartly was like, hey, I'm just going to, isn't my brother, I'm, if Michael Bennett wants to protest, the same thing with Derek Carr. Like, that's showing support for one's teammate. And I, I think that's a more re- realistic sh- show of what happens in an NFL, a basket, every basketball locker room I've ever been into. Like, we'll talk about racial stuff, but I never, very, maybe once or twice I feel like people were anti-white. And I've never been in a locker room where people were anti-black. I just, I don't, it's a hard thing for me to wrap my head around. But I also think that if Michael Bennett, like if his thing is, okay, well, this will change when white people join, white co- players join us in protest. And, and in all honesty, Chris Long did not join them in protest. Britt did not join in protest. Derek Carr did not join in protest. Maybe somebody eventually does. But like, what is the, all right, now we're getting to the point where, all right, tell me, like Marshawn Lynch doesn't want to talk about the what, what he's protesting. So, like, what is the point? Like, how can we fix what you don't like? Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's welcome in Anquan Bolden, now retired, I guess, member of the Buffalo Bills, 13 days in Buffalo. Uh, Anquan, is, was there anything you didn't accomplish that you wanted to accomplish? Uh, there, well, one and more Super Bowls. Um, for me, that was the ultimate goal. Um, I played in two and was fortunate enough to win one, but if I would have had it my way, I would have won a lot more. Oh, I know that, but I mean, you did, you won a national championship in college, and you won a Super Bowl. Like, if if those, if anybody has goals starting off, to be a to be a pro, respected one, to be a draft pick, respected one, to win Nash, to win at, at the highest levels, you did. Like, dude, you checked almost, I can't think of any boxes that you didn't check at least once during your career. Uh, I didn't win a high school championship. Um, in the state championship game, but ended up losing that one. So. All right, sorry to bring that up at this at this point. Anquan Bolt joining <laughs> us on, on the Doug Gottlieb Show. All right, so people want to know, like, 13 days in Buffalo, you showed up, he's like, I love the culture here, I want to be a part of the change. Everybody respects you as a veteran. You're like the EF Hutton. When you talk, everybody's listening. And then yesterday it's announced you, you called it a, a career. Why? I'm just so... Uh, just felt led to do something else. Um, and I felt like now was the time. I felt like I couldn't put it off any longer. Um, so, uh, you know, that was my decision to walk away. Um, was it an easy decision? No. Um, do I still love the game of football? Of course. Do I still have a passion to play? Yes. But I feel like um, there's another passion that burns inside of me that that's a little a little larger than football at this point. Well, remember, and, and for people who don't know, uh, Anquan was the Walter Payton Man of the Year going back to 2015. That's for all the community service. And you have your own uh, foundation as well. You're trying to expand opportunities for, for youngsters. Is that is that the focus of what you want to do post-career is through your foundation, those good works, continue those? Yeah, continue the work uh, that I've been doing with my foundation as well as um, the adv- advocacy work that I've been doing um, over the past two or three years. So like what? Like being an advocate for who for in, in terms of what? Well, um, as of the last uh, about two or three years, um, it's, it's been advocating for those that don't have a voice, um, advocating for those who feel like justice isn't served um, for them, um, a voice for those who feel um, the inequalities in our society. Um 
and also advocating for better police and community relations, um, criminal justice reform. Um, there's a number of things that I've been advocating for uh, over the last two or three years. Okay, so th- I, that's we were just kind of talking about the protests, which continue to evolve as some white players, if they haven't joined in protests, but they put their arms, started with Chris Long, it went to uh, to Britt in Seattle, Justin Britt, their center, and then Derek Carr and Khalil Mack stood kind of arm in arm. But I think there there has to be like a next step in terms of the evolution of it. What's what's the next step in kind of trying to improve some of the the police and community relations and, and how it how it can be voiced by the players and how you can be kind of an advocate for some of that change? I, I think um, the part that's missing, um, especially, I think there's a lot more that could be done, um, and I, I think there's a lot of change that could happen. Um, but I honestly don't believe it's just going to come from just the players. Um, players taking up stances against injustices is, is nothing that's new. Um, that's been going on way before my time, um, as far back as I can remember. You've had guys um, champion different causes. Um, I mean, you go back to um, Jim Brown and uh, Muhammad Ali, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, those guys were advocating for some of the same things that we're advocating for right now. So I don't believe um, that it's squarely on the shoulders of the players. I think in sports in general, um, you're given a platform. And in the NFL, I think it's one of the biggest platforms that you can have in this country. But with that being said, I think in order for us to move the needle further, we're going to have to be joined by coaches. We're going to have to be joined by GMs and we're going to have to be joined by owners. There's one thing for me as an athlete to get a meeting with a congressman or a senator. Um, I'm afforded that opportunity um, because of the platform that the NFL provides. But when I go in those meetings, I'm going to be told, um, you know, thanks for coming. Um, continue to do the work that you're doing. Continue to keep this issue um, front and center. But I guarantee you, if I take owners in there with me, there will be a different conversation. Bills that I would be trying to help get passed would get passed if I had owners in there. Um, so I, I think it has to be bigger than just NFL players advocating um, for justice, but we have to be joined by the higher powers in the NFL. Is there is there a way, I mean, like, look, um, the same way in which NFL players or other athletes have gotten their, uh, their message across has been withholding services, right? Like, if you want to get a new contract in the NFL, don't show up at work and hold out. And it, it may hurt you in the short term, but in the long term, if you're good enough, eventually it'll work. Is is that a is that a path? Like if if you can't get owners to engage in any of this, is that a possibility for players more than just pro? Like if Michael Bennett's like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to play in our you know against the Arizona Cardinals because no one's listening to this conversation we're trying to have. Is that a, a possible step? I think the only way that step is possible is if you have everybody on the same page. I think if you have one guy um, that does it, I mean, the NFL is a, a lot greater than one, just one guy taking a stand. Um, they will just replace you with the next guy. 
But I think if everybody was on the same page and everybody had the same mindset, um, that could be effective. Anquan Bolden joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, how do you navigate? Uh, how do you navigate? Um, look, there, there's plenty of really good police officers, right? And it's it's the it's the it's the bad ones. There's plenty of people, plenty of officers who have tried to bridge the gap between police and community, uh, but some have not. How do you navigate? And look, we're not trying to call out all cops. We're just trying to rid ourselves of some of them. We're not trying to call out all white people. We're just trying to get rid of the racists, right? Like, how do you, how do you, how do you, there's a, it's like a jujitsu, right? You gotta, you gotta be nimble about it. You can't simply kind of brunt force it. How do you do that, Anquan? I I definitely think you, you have to tread um, lightly when you do that. I mean, I have family members that are police, police officers. So do I believe that all police officers are bad? Of course not. That mean I will be going against um, some of my family members who I know go out and put their lives on the line every day. Um, so that's not what we're about. Um, that's not what I'm about. I'm about honoring those who do the right thing as far as being police officers. I'm about accountability. Um, when things do go wrong, I think those that have done wrong should be held accountable. And I think that's one of the things that we're not seeing um, in this country. I think too often when you have incidents happen, you can pretty much tell the story before it's completed. And by that, I mean the officer not being charged, um, the officer not um, losing his job, the officer going on paid leave, while under investigation, um, I think far too often um, accountability is not held um, in those in those regards. Yeah, but but some of that also though is their negotiations with their union, right? And as a as a member of the NFL Players Association, like, look, I, I'm just as disgusted when it, when an officer shoots an unarmed unarmed man as as anybody is. But I also understand that uh, that that having a guy on paid leave is no different than NFL players who are put on the, the commissioner ex- ex- exemption list uh, when you're you're on paid leave. Isn't there a kind of a certain parallel in, hey, this was pre-negotiated union and and uh, uh, and and it's it there's there's that similarity between that and your choice of work in football. There is that similarity. But I think when there is clear evidence in different cases, um and guys are not held accountable, I don't think that part is right. I think falsifying police reports isn't right. No Planning question. evidence isn't right. Um, so when these things are happening, you have to deal with them the right way. Or if you don't, then the trust between the community and, and the police will be shattered. I mean, it's already um, at that point, but we continue to see um, guys being shot uh, without any weapon, guys being shot as they're walking away from policemen. Um, my cousin was shot while on the phone with roadside assistance. Only thing he did was break down on the side of the road, and it, it cost him his life. So I think when things like this happen, there has to be accountability. 
but more than football for Anquan Bolden. The Anquan Bolden Foundation, known as Q81, he's one of the, one of the most respected players in the NFL, announced his retirement yesterday, uh, won a Super Bowl, won a national championship, won the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award in 2015, and has called it a career, and also has his Q81 Summer Enrichment Program. Hey, listen, man, the, the big thing is you can't just – go and, and be an advocate and not keep us updated on what progress or lack thereof progress is being made. So don't be a stranger, and you're welcome here anytime to talk football and to talk life as well. Is that cool? Cool. I'll take you up on that offer. All right. Anquan Bold. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.